0: The Lost World Minute, the Minute by Minute podcast, reviewing the 1997 sequel, Jurassic Park, one minute at a time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And this episode, we're talking about Minute 14 of The Lost World. Hey, Dave.
1: Hey, how you doing?
0: Good, man, good. Been busy, been busy, but uh, always great to uh, sit down and discuss The Lost World. Yep. Going to be a bit of a short one this, one, this time, we're a bit time, time uh, heavy, so we're going to go straight into uh, Minute 14. Ready to go, Dave?
1: Mm.
0: Alright, let's do it. As the 13th minute of the Lost World ended, Ian Malcolm discovered that his girlfriend Sarah Harding is already on Isla Sorna, and that she went without telling him. As the 14th minute of the Lost World opens, John Hammond says the others are meeting here in three days. At 13 minutes and 10 seconds, Ian Malcolm slowly sits down on Hammond's desk, stunned and asks, do you sent my girlfriend to this island alone? At 13 minutes, 15 seconds, John Hammond picks up a glass of water and begins to walk across to where Malcolm is sitting. Sent is hardly the word, she couldn't be restrained, and that she was already working at San Diego, doing some research at an animal park, and it's only a couple hours flight from there. At 13 minutes and 36 seconds, Hammond tells Malcolm that after the incident in the park, she sought him out. Flew all the way down to Costa Rica to ask someone she didn't know whether the rumours were true. At 13 minutes and 48 seconds, Malcolm gets aggressive and says, If you want to leave your name on something, fine, but stop doing it on other people's headstones. At 13 minutes and 54 seconds, Malcolm gets up from the table and begins to walk towards the door, Hammond assuring him that she'll be fine and that she's spent years studying African predators, sleeping downwind and all that kind of stuff, and that she knows what she's doing. And this ends the fourteenth minute of the Lost World. I love the the piano theme here that's playing in the background. Yeah,
1: um, it's great, isn't it?
0: Mm, we haven't talked a lot about the score since the early minutes where we get the uh, approach to the island, but I I don't know if I prefer this more than the Jurassic Park score. I don't know. They're just they're two completely different things, and they just oh, love, yeah. love them both.
1: They're so they're two totally different animals. I mean, that's what I love about them, is that they're both so unique that The Lost World doesn't rehash the first movie score, and so you get two unique and wonderful scores.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think there's three callbacks to the original Jurassic Park theme. We get one here in uh, the next minute, and then we get two mm. more later on when we get to uh, Site B, but it's just subtle. Or well, this one's probably the most bombastic of them all, just... Uh, after after malcolm says it's a rescue operation it's leaving right now um just bringing back that fanfare again but,
1: um... mm, i love i always love to hear that fanfare in this movie because you get the best you kind of get the best of both worlds with this movie score you get callbacks to the first movie but then you also get the jungle uh, bongo drum theme that uh that is the lost world
0: hmm and you can only imagine uh, John Williams when he went to do the score, just always sort of the orchestral thing he's done before, um, and just in the uh, the orchestra saying, "Well, we don't need violins, we don't need all this stuff. We need drums and trumpets <laughs> or trombones." <laughs> it, would have been, uh, it would, I reckon, he would have had fun doing it as well. So sort of something different. We get uh, get Malcolm X telling Hammond, "You sent me girlfriend to the island alone, and." Uh, Hammond starts sort of retelling some of the uh, conversation he had with her. Um, Sent was hardly the word. She couldn't be restrained once she found out about it. Wanted to go, wanted to go. And she wanted to make the initial discovery by herself. Well, we know what she's going to find. She didn't know, but... um,
1: Yeah, I actually wrote a uh, fan fiction about uh, Sarah's first couple days on the island and her discovering the dinosaurs and... uh, and doing kind of all the things that we hear her doing but never see her doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, I just kind of thought it was fun to just kind of imagine the reaction a paleobiologist would have to the, seeing a dinosaur alive for the first time ever.
0: Yeah, definitely. We sort I, of. I,
1: I myself in happiness.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we sort of we got that that shot with uh, Alan and Ellie uh, with the Brachiosaur in Jurassic Park sort mm-hmm. of those that uh, have spent so much time devoted to the uh, to the science and the study of dinosaurs actually seeing one live. Um, it's sort of something that's missing from uh, The Lost World, uh, just the yeah, awe. But,
1: but I think that it wasn't really necessary for this film. This film really isn't about the awe of the dinosaurs, it's about the terror that they can provide, you know?
0: Yeah, I suppose we... Uh, At this point, we know that everyone going to the island knows exactly what they're going to see, um, even if even if they don't necessarily believe it. For Eddie and Mm -hmm. Nick, but um, but we get an interesting little bit of a little thing here from John saying that uh, after the incident in the park, she uh, sought Malcolm out and then went all the way down to the hospital in Costa Rica to uh, Mm -hmm. see if the rumors were true.
1: Now, that's something that was from the book, too, was uh, Sarah Harding searching and hunting down Ian Malcolm. And, and I can't remember if they ever actually were a couple in the book. I think it was kind of hinted at, but never exactly, explicitly stated. But in the book, that, that uh, relationship was still very much there, But where uh, Sarah Harding obsessively searching for Rumors about dinosaurs in
0: Costa Rica yeah from from memory all this stuff's cut out from the audio book so and I haven't actually sat down to read the book in a long time but um, I'm pretty sure they were they were together but Ian wouldn't take the next step Uh. I'm pretty sure yeah I'm pretty sure it's something like that um, whereas she was interested in him but he was sort of um, still crutchety and sort of distant after what happened in the park um,
1: yeah but, he was a very much more changed man yeah you can kind see that in the novel or I mean in the movie too where he's his humour got a lot more drier and more sarcastic
0: yeah 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 especially with all these uh, all these new people he team up with uh, sort of ignorant to the dinosaurs and the danger um, mm-hmm. just even here now Hammond Hammond sending in a team to document without uh well as we perceive any any uh, protection
1: um yeah the original script uh it was actually even worse a lot of people say just like how the this movie is so dry and humorless but in the script Ian e. malcolm is literally gets sle- uh shaken and slept by roland tembo because he's just going on this nihilistic rant about how life is pointless and they're all they all are gonna die and Humanity is worthless, and the rest of the people around him just stop and are gaping at him.
0: <laughs> well, that's interesting because that's that's sort of one of the major, well, oh, not major plot points, but one of the plot points in the novel. Um, he gets he injures his leg again in the uh, in the RV or the trailer sequence, and he's doped up on morphine the rest of the novel, and um, he does a lot of that, yeah, a lot of that um, sort of hallucinating and. Saying how it's pointless and everything else, but um, yeah, yeah. But it's sort of it's interesting on the Sarah side of things. Um, so she went to Costa Rica to search him out. Uh, he was still in hospital. We know, I think in the novel, he's in hospital for about six months or something while his leg was getting fixed, um, and it was nearly amputated. But um, by that time, rumours got back to the mainland America that something happened on an island down there with dinosaurs in a park. Like, it just... Mm. It's it's hard to... Injun would have been trying to cover it up the best they could.
1: Injun went uh, by, belly up after Jurassic Park and the novels. So they uh, sold off everything, and that's where the character Levine, who was kind of morphed into Sarah Harding's character in the movie, the character Sarah Harding and... and Richard Levine were morphed into one kind of singular character. And so you kind of get this idea where Levine is obsessively searching for InGen's secret island. Mm. And that's how we get onto the island in the book as he is, it's still a rescue mission for our, not a research expedition, which was, it was originally intended to be, but there's, it goes to rescue Levine, not Sarah.
0: Yeah. During the uh, during the sell-up post Jurassic Park or the incident, um, he purchases an ex-computer, one of InGen's old computers, and uh, manages to bring up deleted files
1: um,
0: yeah. off it. But um, which I suppose, in a movie sense, we couldn't have 20 minutes of a cast standing behind a computer trying to you know, trying to grab files off it.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
0: So it sort of yeah changed a bit for the movie. But,
1: um... yeah actually I think that's something that this movie does better than the novel is it, it gets you on the island quicker
0: Yeah. Yep. it's
1: too quick as to deny exposition but it, it doesn't sp- and the movie, the first movie did this a lot better too than the books where it gets you on the island quicker than ha- versus almost halfway through the book
0: yeah well getting rid of that whole animals, on, uh, animals in Costa Rica subplot sort of just got you to the island a lot quicker in Jurassic mm. Park, um, same thing here. A lot of Richard Levine going around uh, Costa Rica looking at uh, a carcass that's washed up, and um, again, the theory that uh, animals are getting off the island and getting to Costa Rica. There
1: was always a subplot that Crichton. I always felt like he wanted to get into, mm. but he just, but the stories he wanted to tell just never allowed for it to go any further than where he went with it. So I always hope that we get a Jurassic Park sequel with dinosaurs on the mainland, just to see that kind of side of Jurassic Park that quite never quite got to.
0: Mm. Yeah, and we also got uh, in the novel that Sarah spent those months by Malcolm's bedside. It, it's sort of implied here that um, she spent time next to his bed down there as well, and that's where they sort of met and started getting in a relationship, which again, if that's the case and he's... Uh, stopped womanizing and he's been with Sarah since 93, 94 mm-hmm. and it sort of invokes a little bit of rage here where he says uh, if you want to put your name on something go ahead but stop putting on other people's headstones <laughs> I don't think there's going to be a body that come back to uh, to bury to put a headstone up <laughs> um, well that's
1: what Hammond says later uh, you wouldn't come back to me in five or six days you come back to me in five or six pieces
0: yeah <laughs> yep And um, yeah, and the minute just ends with Hammond sort of trying to uh, justify all this by um, saying how she could, she was going on about sleeping downwind and how she'd studied African predators and all that, so Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um, setting Sarah up to be uh, be, to be capable and uh, yeah, not so much uh, damsel in distress, which the the franchise up until this point hasn't really had, which is good. Ellie was good, good and strong in the in Jurassic Park. She wasn't that uh, damsel. So. Yeah.
1: And that's something that I always didn't, I never really cared for in the movie, was they kind of create this damsel in distress character out of Sarah, where in the mo- in the novel she's anything but. She saves Malcolm from the from the uh, trailer. Is that the other way around?
0: Yeah, that whole scene. She's got Malcolm over her shoulder, carrying her. Uh, climbing up the undercarriage of the trailer as hanging off the cliff. Uh-huh. Um,
1: uh-huh.
0: Yeah, a lot, lot stronger. Um, one could say almost a Sarah Connor stronger. Yeah. Just, um, she's like, and I suppose in the novel you do have more time to uh, sort of flush out a character. Um, yeah. She's a lot more, there's a lot more one-on-one between her and animals in the novel. or mm. Dinosaurs. Um, using her knowledge of the African predators to, uh, evade the raptors and stuff like that plus the sort of growing growing tension towards the end of the novel where they're stuck in the gas station in the worker village and uh, dawn's approaching they would just seen the Carnotaurus on the tennis court and the uh, raptors waiting at the outskirts of the town for a daybreak mm-hmm. um, but no she's, it's definitely written a lot better in the novel and yeah,
1: this one we got to talk about when we get to it is uh, the Carnotaurus, is because mm. is, uh, that's something I'd love to see in another Jurassic Park movie.
0: There's some great concept. Uh, I don't think it's concept. I think it's fan art off DeviantArt or something of of the Carnotaur on the tennis court. Um, yeah, there is. It just oh, yeah, I would have loved to see that. And yes, okay, we sort of got it um, in Jurassic World with the Indominus camouflaging out of the jungle, but. Um, we
1: really only get the one quick shot of it in the movie, you know and it, should, it was just such a big part in the, in the novel that you almost feel kind of cheated
0: yeah, I think, it's, I think it's more so from my side too, just seeing more of the worker village <laughs> with the Carnotaurus yeah. in it so. uh-huh. um, alright, if that's uh, if that's all we got to uh, discuss for Minute 14 we'll get out of here and we'll be back next week with uh, Minute 15
1: alright, sounds good
0: well, half an hour from now, John Hammond's dream reimagined will come true. For one one hundredth the cost of building a destination resort thousands of miles away. I believe I've spent enough time in the company of death. All
1: right, guys, let's get the hell out of here. What's everybody looking Tonight we'll christen Jurassic Park, San Diego, with a mega attraction that turns on love of anything. Like <laughs> Sleep, Pete.
0: This was where we did the real work. What do you think you were going to document? What do you think you were going to see?
1: It is absolutely imperative that we work with the Costa Rican Department of Biological Preserves to establish a set of rules for the preservation and isolation of that island. These creatures require our absence to survive, not our help, and if we could only step aside and trust in nature, life.